Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Taz and the Moose, coast to coast, pillar to post, on CBS Sports Radio. It's a good Thursday morning to one and all. Happy 4th of July. Taz of the Moose, Mark Malusa, Zach Gelb filling in for Taz here on this Thursday morning. Tomorrow morning as well as we take it right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. 6 Pacific here on CBS Sports Radio Series at XM 206. The app as well. All of our great affiliates across the country. You got James and Brian across the way. Uh, John, with your updates throughout the course of the morning as well as we got three big hours to play with. And uh, Billy King, former Nets GM, now you see him on NBA TV. He'll join us a little later on in the program as well in the third and final hour. Uh, what's going on, Zach? How you doing, brother? Moose, doing great. Always great to be with you. Happy Fourth uh, of July. What are the big plans for Fourth of July? See, uh, you have a family to worry about. Yeah, I, I just have to worry boys. about myself. Yeah. So. Uh, you know what? I'm in a scenario where I could have a little barbecue at home, uh, relax. Some of my wife's family's coming over. Nothing. No heavy lifting today. Not a, a big little, firework guy? No, the, you know, the kids are a little scared of the fireworks. Okay. A, little, a little bit too loud, a little bit uh, a little bit too piercing on the ears. So we're not going to be going to the fireworks. Maybe we'll watch the Macy's ones uh, that are going to be on the east side of Manhattan tonight, uh, you know, on NBC later on this evening. But aside from that, no, just hanging out at home. I think we might go down to uh, the beach for a little bit this nice. morning after the show. Uh, but aside from that, just kind of laying low. How about yourself? Uh, I'll do a little barbecue, and then I got to be on the dog patrol because the dog does not like the fireworks. And it's dogs it started, hate fireworks. It started last night. I'm trying to sleep, get up for the show, and do all that. The dog's yeah. barking. It starts walking over to you, <laughs> licking your face. You go, just give it a treat well, and shut the consoled, dog up. Zach, you're there. You're the you know you're the you're the man of the household with you. You house sitting for your parents. Yeah. So you're the man of the household, and the dog when people are lighting off fireworks left and right and firecrackers. You know, that's the the dog wants looks at you for strength. See, I usually live in Philadelphia, and I try to be a nice son. Parents yeah. away on vacation, celebrating 60th uh, birthdays, and that's... I go, oh, I'll, I'll come over watch the uh, the dog at the house. I get to the house, <laughs> the AC isn't working. I have to deal with the AC people yesterday. It's 87 degrees, and the dog just won't stop barking. Well, that's that's a nice that's a nice Wednesday. I, I'm in for a you. peachy mood. To I say can the least. tell. I know. <laughs> usually, you're very chipper. I knew something was a little off when I walked in this morning. Usually, you're kind of like uh, man of the people, very chipper, very good mood. And not saying you weren't or weren't mm-hmm. smiling. Uh, but I could tell something was a little off. Now I understand why. Now I got a little bit of a flavor and a feel in terms of 
why your Wednesday went so awry. Get me a little filet mignon in 12 hours from now on the barbecue. I'll You'll be, be okay. I'll, be, I'll be perfect. Well, everyone, hopefully everyone out there enjoys their uh, 4th of July, whatever it might be. Be safe. Enjoy the barbecues, beach, pool, family, friends, have you. And uh, we'll mix that into the course of the conversation, certainly over the next uh, three hours, Zach. But uh, we sit here as sports fans doing what we do, right, as national radio hosts uh, waiting for Kawhi Leonard to make his decision up there in Toronto with the Raptors, whether it be the Clippers, whether it be the Los Angeles Lakers. Those are your three finalists, as we know, and we've known here for quite some time. We'll get into the Knicks story that was broken by Mark Berman in the New York Post here uh, in a little never bit. Never ending with the Knicks. No, never ending with the Knicks. <laughs> but for Kawhi, you know, I know the latest report from The Athletic was that, you know, it could last through the weekend. Uh, Chris Carter, who you see on Fox Sports 1, um, you know, with Nick Wright, he uh, is close to Kawhi Leonard's family, basically saying that um, there's no favorite right now. It's up in the air. So it, right now, it, it assumes, I mean, we're going on everything that we know. And the Kawhi camp scene is very, very quiet. There's not many leaks coming out of the Kawhi camp. Uh, we might be waiting here a while. The Clippers, the Lakers, and the Raptors all await the decision of one big franchise player. Oh, he's such an enigma in Kawhi Leonard. So this doesn't surprise me that there's not you know much information being leaked, or and we don't really have a good feel on it. Uh, you know, with Kyrie Irving, it was clear he was going to Brooklyn for KD. You had a feel he was either going to go to Golden State, and Golden State, or go to the uh, Knicks. But you know, my big takeaway as a basketball fan is this is the first time in a long time if Kawhi doesn't go to the Lakers that we will enter a season not knowing from at least either the East or the West, who will be going to the NBA Finals. So when I sit here and, and evaluate the situation, my first thought is go anywhere but the Lakers. And, I don't disagree. And, and go to the Clippers or stay in Toronto. I would like to see him stay in Toronto because look at the Western Conference. You have eight, nine teams that could be involved uh, for a spot at the championship. And in the East, you know your select teams, but there's no clear-cut favorite even if Kawhi does stay there. So for me... Don't go to the Lakers because I don't want to see a super team. Well, I think it'd be refreshing. Yeah, and, and I don't disagree with you. And you know, and and I think it's it's interesting because it could change the dynamic of the NBA to hit upon what you just mentioned, Zach, um, so easily with one decision, with one you know swipe of the pen. If he decides to become a Los Angeles Laker, they are an overwhelming favorite. I don't care what their secondary and tertiary players are; they're an overwhelming favorite to win an NBA championship where you have three of the best uh, six players in the world and Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Kawhi Leonard all on the same team, you and I could be lining up with them and they're going to win basketball games. It does not matter. That's how supremely gifted. I'm a pretty gifted. good post player. Well, there the you go, Zach. I that's how, some elbows. <laughs> that's how, I mean, that's how good that Laker team would be. But if he decides not to go there, the Lakers are still oh, in the yeah. championship mix because you still have two of maybe the top five or six players in the world. And then, then they'll add some other pieces, maybe Iguodala. We all have heard the rumors about J.R. Smith. But then whether it be the Clippers, if he goes there, they get a bump up. Or the defending NBA champs, the Toronto Raptors. I mean, so he has, he controls the fate of three franchises and really kind of the, the fate of the NBA regular season and the postseason all in his hand. And that's a lot of responsibility uh, for a young, dynamic athlete. And no question. And, hey, I'm not saying super teams aren't fun because when we saw the big three in the Celtics form, that was fun. Uh, LeBron, Wade, and Bosh, there was a lot of drama, and they didn't always win. You know, Golden State took it to that extra level because there was four really great players on that team. And we've gone into this, you know, last eight, nine years, Heat are going to the finals. Cavs are going to the finals. 
uh, out in the West, it's going to be the Warriors or the Spurs. And to enter the season truly not knowing as oh, an we NBA make the regular fan, season meaningful. And the NBA regular season is never meaningful. No, you don't pay years. attention. I mean, you don't. As much as we like the drama in the NBA, and that feeds the beast in terms of its popularity across the country. Zach, and they wanted that way, and, and which is great. And their personalities, and and uh, the you know the modern NBA athlete, they're very active on social media and. You know, we're always talking about whether it be LeBron, Russell Westbrook, whether it be Kawhi Leonard last year with the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, it's it's a drama-filled league, but you're dead on correct. But this big three would be different than the others. Yes. It, it would be different. I be mean, the best because, one. Well, it would be the best one because these three would be basically better than the four in Golden State. They'd mm-hmm. be better than the Miami Heat big three. They'd be better than anything they put together in Cleveland. And the original big three up in Beantown with Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce, they'd be better than that big three as well, even though all three of those guys are Hall of Famers. So, you know, it would change everything. And I agree with you. I, you know, it's, super teams are fine, but I'm tired of that era of NBA basketball. I'm tired of hearing the reports about LeBron James and Magic Johnson recruiting Kawhi Leonard to the Lakers. I get anybody within their right mind is going to do that, but as an NBA fan, I don't want to see it. Because that means that I don't really look at the regular season as being all that meaningful. Wake me up come postseason. Because even if Kawhi played 60 games and LeBron played 65 and Anthony Davis only played 55 games and say they win 50 or 52 games in the regular season, which I don't think that would happen. But say for argument's sake, that did happen. And they were the three or four seed in the Western Conference, something of that nature. I'd still bet my anything in my life that the Lakers are going to win the NBA title. Well, we've seen it before. The Heat haven't always, or at least the Cavs haven't always been the one seed when they got to the finals. And right. The Warriors that one year weren't the one seed as well. And yep. and it's kind of set this, this effect off in the NBA where there's teams that aren't great that they kind of dog the regular season as well. Like, look at the Celtics this year. The Celtics had a great year two years ago. There was a lot of expectation, and they never got it in sync. And a lot of people just said, ah, just wait until they get to the postseason and they never showed up. So for me, when when I look at that, you see a, an effect in, in the league where teams know that the regular season isn't as important, where if you enter a season truly not knowing who the top dogs are, well, then you have a, a different scenario. But the Kawhi Leonard stuff yesterday was, was wild. Well, it was crazy. With the airport tracking and then the fans outside of the hotel. Uh, when I look at it, is he – and, hey, he could leave. He could do whatever he wants. He's a two-time finals MVP. But when you are literally the king of a country – are you going to leave right now? Well, uh, to my my answer would be no, but I'm not Kawhi Leonard, right? And I didn't grow up in Los Angeles. And it wasn't my dream for the better part of a year to go back home and, and play close to family and friends. I didn't buy a $13.3 million home in San Diego. So I don't disagree with you. I mean, Zach, you want to talk about the ultimate ego stroke, right? We talk about these meetings, right, that these uh, that NBA free agents have, whether it be you know LeBron or Kawhi and – you know, having teams step in and basically kiss their rear end for the better part of, you know, whether it be uh, 45 minutes or whether it be five, six hours, even, uh, you know, breaking bread and having dinner or lunch, what have you. Kawhi Leonard went back. They tracked the flight. They're following him with a helicopter. Fans are outside the hotel. Hun- not not five, ten fans. Hundreds of fans. of fans are outside the hotel. Do they waiting. work? Yeah, well, listen, uh, well, who can't, I mean, but listen, <laughs> if I'm a huge Raptor fan, I'm going, I'm going, if I've got some time on my hands, 
I'm going to go. If I'm on vacation, I'm not doing anything with my day. I'm going to go because I want to show Kawhi Leonard a lot of love because he delivered for that city what DeRozan could not do with other Raptor teams, what the McGrady's and the Vince Carter's, what they could not do. He delivered a championship, and he's so special of a player, Zach, that we talk about the drama of the NBA. Outside of last year with San Antonio, there's little to no drama with Kawhi Leonard, and he's an absolute assassin on the court. So I've never seen anything like yesterday, but I'll tell you this. I think it probably helps in the recruiting process, or it certainly helps stroke the ego of one of the best players in the world. Yeah, I agree with you. And and there's a lot of times, too, I wonder how much these recruiting pitches actually matter. Uh, Because don't these players have to know? Like, Kawhi knows it's down to three teams. Right. We can make a big stink over the Knicks story that we'll talk talk about later, but he was never going to the Knicks. No, never. So he knows, you know, the three teams that he wants to go to. It's either stay in Toronto or you have the reverse kind of KD decision where you're choosing between big brother and little brother in New York, except you move that out to the West Coast. And I look at the the Clippers and the Lakers dynamic. If I had to make a decision personally between the two, I would, even though I don't want him to go to the Lakers, I would go to the Lakers, and I wouldn't have said that a month ago because the Lakers look so dysfunctional. But why? But, uh, okay, but why, why right now? Why would you look at the Clippers and the Lakers, the history of the organization, because of LeBron and Anthony Davis? Oh, because my job's going to be a lot easier. Your, what reason are you going here? Your job's going to be easier, and you have a better shot to win. Even though Kawhi just won a championship, basically with him only being the superstar, and it would be a similar situation with the Clippers – this guy could do whatever he wants because there's no situation like Durant where it's, oh, he he's going to the Warriors, but he's never won before. This guy has already won with a great team and then a not-so-great team, so he could go wherever he wants, and he shouldn't get killed for it either way. Well, is that, well but hold on. Let, let's hold that thought for a second here, right? And you bring up Durant and Golden State, right? We are hearing now stuff leak out in terms of what went awry in Golden State and Kerr not backing him up during the whole thing with uh, with Draymond Green. Early him never season, feeling yeah. right. Him never feeling like he was part of that inner circle. It always felt like Steph Curry's team. On that point, it's LeBron's team. Sure. I mean, if you are Kawhi Leonard, Zach, you step into a scenario where, as we just mentioned, he's king of Canada, right? I mean, he is. He's absolutely adored, loved. That is his franchise. He's Mr. Toronto Raptor. If he never plays another day as a member of the Raptors, they're going to retire his jersey. I mean, he will have a day up in Toronto. Well, they will pay re- well, they will pay reverence to him for what he accomplished that only year as a member of the Toronto Raptors. He becomes a Laker. He becomes just like every other star that has joined Los Angeles, but he also joins LeBron James's team. That's not Kawhi Leonard's team. That's Fair. James's team. Now, does that matter to Kawhi? I don't know. No I one mean, knows. But nobody knows, and, and no one could say definitively. I would have to think if I'm known as the assassin, right, the, you know, the, the, the slayer of, uh, of big threes and, and, you know, two-time NBA Finals MVP, you know, one of three men ever to win championships with two different franchises, LeBron James being one of the others, um, I would have to think that, Ego-wise, he doesn't feel like he needs to join a big three in order to win. And I would think it would have to take a monumental step back for him to go from a guy that was, I am the face of this franchise, this is my team, this is my organization, to now I'm second or third wheel. The thing, though, is to me, if I am going to L.A., why would I join the Clippers when I already have something established? Like, if you're going to try something new, go to the Lakers. Because it's his team. 
Yeah, but but still, I would just stay in Toronto then. Well, no, no, I listen, but no, no, but the draw would then to be playing close to home. You have best of both worlds, right? You're playing with a Clipper team that super exceeded expectations, right? We watched last year. Doc Rivers did an amazing job coaching that team. They actually improved after they traded Tobias Harris to the Philadelphia 76ers, and everyone thought they were giving up on the year, and they continue to play well, and and they've got the Warriors twice, right? And and Doc Rivers has done a wonderful job coaching that team. Then you have the best, from his perspective, the best of both worlds because he's able to play close to home and it's his franchise and he's not stepping into a ready-made situation. And if he's able ever to win a championship in Los Angeles as a member of the Clippers, he already delivered a title to Toronto. He goes to L.A., legitimizes the Clippers, able to win a championship as LeBron is playing for the Lakers. What would that do for Kawhi's legacy? It would would be... Monumental. Monumental, yeah. I mean, it would be absolutely monumental. That would be the draw to go play for the Clippers. But I don't know, Zach. I mean, we've seen guys be able – I can't get – I don't think anybody can get a read. And I was kind of poking around yesterday a little bit try, trying to get a feel and in terms of where this was in the decision-making process because I know a couple of people that are kind of close to the situation. And, you know, everyone's kind of mum-mum, hush-hush. I mean, all, all the reports that are out there – the one thing I was told was this – the report said it's a done deal that, you know, whether it be Stephen A. Smith yesterday that he's going to the Lakers or the Lakers are an overwhelming favorite, that is not the case. The Lakers are not the favorite. Nobody's the favorite, but the Lakers are not the favorite. There's even more of a rub that maybe it's between the Clippers and the Toronto Raptors than it is the no, Lakers. No, if it's not woes or shams at, at this point, I don't know how much I buy any of this reporting because a lot of times on these shows and – Hey, we're sometimes a victim to it as well because we react to everything. Yeah. Look back at LeBron or even Dwight Howard. It was one day he's going to the Nets. The next day he's going to the Lakers. Uh, The next day LeBron's going to the Knicks. It's a never-ending cycle where it's I'm going to throw as many teams out there just to say, oh, well, I had it on this date when it eventually happens, which then your batting average isn't that good. No, you're right about that. You're right. And and in this scenario. But we, but we all buy into it as fans. Well, we do because everyone wants to know the information because I think people, aren't you surprised that we're sitting here? It's the 4th of July, right? We're doing a national radio show across the country, and we're talking about Kawhi Leonard as as NBA teams spent $2.9 billion in the span of about eight, nine hours on Sunday night in NBA free agency, whether it be free agents or contract extensions, aren't you surprised that we don't? Now, he could take as long as he wants. He can you know, he could go through the weekend. He could decide next week, Monday, Tuesday. Aren't you surprised that we don't have a decision at this stage by Kawhi? Because I think that's why everyone's rushing to try and be first because they're saying, how, how do we not have a choice? How do we not have a decision right now? Because as we know who the final three are, I mean, he's known for a while it's been the Lakers, or it was the Clippers and Raptors, and when the Lakers opened up that max money slot, max free agency slot, the Lakers jumped into the mix. Yeah, and I guess it's because I am surprised by it, but I would say I guess he may be the only NBA superstar that's actually following the rules. Right? Because well, all true. these other hey, <laughs> – 4 p.m. Uh, I was doing the show good. at 6 p.m. Yeah. KD and, Kari, uh, uh, you know, and Kyrie are going here. And then you find out Kemba Walker's going to the Celtics. This guy is so bizarre that he may be the only superstar that said, let's do this the correct way. I don't want anything to come from this. I'll wait to start the phone calls at 6 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. Well, you're right about that. But the indecisiveness. Now, I, I, I guess there – you know, I – I think I would have a hard time thinking if I've been thinking about this sole topic for five, six, seven days. He's been thinking about it for even longer than that. Don't you think there's a lean? I mean, there's got to be. He's got to wake up this morning at that Toronto hotel, 
right, with the fans outside awaiting and saying to himself, where do I, you know, there's got to be a reason why he's not pulled the trigger just as of yet because there's nothing the Raptors told him yesterday no, that, that he it. didn't really know. Mm-hmm. He knows. I mean, Van Fleet said it after the season. We There's no more of a sales pitch that we could do. He knows our organization. He's known our team. We won a championship. There's nothing we can all of a sudden say to him that he's not going to have that understanding. Don't you think Zach, he wakes up this morning up in Toronto having an understanding of exactly where he wants to go? Or you think he's just kind of like sitting there and you know believe the Chris Cars of the world that there's no favorite right now. I have a hard time thinking that there's no team where he is kind of leaning toward where he wants to go at this stage. Well, how much do you believe also maybe with how much respect he has for Uncle Dennis that he wants to go one way, but maybe Uncle Dennis is trying to more push L.A. Maybe he wants to stay in Toronto. That's but a good point. His big time you know, uncle wants him to go to L.A. I think two things have changed. I, I didn't think about it like that. That's a good point. From the start of the season until now. The championship changes it, obviously. But then in the last month even so, the Lakers went from dysfunctional Magic Johnson, Rob Palenka, Jeannie Buss. They can't uh, you know, deliver on Ty Lue as the coach because they didn't want to give the years. And now if I'm a free agent and hey, I get Kawhi's different, but the Lakers, who a month ago I would have said, go to the Clippers, avoid the Lakers. But now the Lakers are definitely a big-time option because it's about building that next super team, and that's what we've been told for the next 10 years. But to your point, is Kawhi Leonard going to want to go to the Lakers and be second fiddle? And I don't want to say he would be the third option because he wouldn't be, but those fans already have Anthony Davis there, so you're that third star to, to join. That's what it's going to come down to for me. I really do believe I'd be, I wouldn't say I'd be surprised at this point if it's the Clippers, but I think right now, if I had to give you my take on it, he's deciding to be between Toronto and the Lakers. Yeah, I think it's between Toronto and the Clippers. Okay. I think it's between the Toronto Raptors and the Los Angeles Clippers, but um, it's a fluid scenario where, I mean, it could change. Stay I in Toronto. Do, yeah, listen, I, I agree with you. I mean, I'd rather Fans see him, deserve I, it I'd rather see him in Toronto. I'd rather my, uh, you know, a family member of mine that's a huge Raptor fan lives in Toronto was texting me last night, you know, asking me if I've got any news in terms of uh, where Kawhi is leaning. I'm like, listen, a, a little bit, but not really. Uh, nothing of significance, nothing of consequence. His camp is pretty quiet, and... Uh, he's like, I'm hoping and praying that he remains a Raptor. And I get it. And they should. And Kawhi has to have this understanding, Zach. You mentioned it earlier, is this. Is that once, if he does become a Laker, right? And say you're right and it's between the Raptors and Lakers. And ultimately he decides to put on the purple and gold. He'll go from loved and beloved to vilified. Outside of the Los Angeles area in the blink of an eye. Now, it's not going to be to the level that LeBron was when LeBron initially went to Cleveland to go down to Miami, right? Because LeBron was at a different level of popularity. But all the adulation that comes his way, he's not going to feel it because, you like you and I, we don't want to see a super team. I think there's a lot of NBA fans that, you know, if you're not a fan of that team, don't want to see a super team either and would rather see a little bit more parity in the NBA than seeing three of the best six players in the world uh, you know, triple up in an organization. Here's another thing, though, too. Kawhi Leonard quickly makes you change from hating him to loving him because when he left San Antonio, a lot of people were annoyed with Kawhi no Leonard. Doubt. How do you leave Pop? How do you leave a, a great environment? You were incognito, not talking. Uh, they went to go visit you in New York, and you hid yourself from the team. Does anyone bring that up anymore? No. The, the Kawhi Leonard story, to me, last year, I, I, I said, what a great story, but I'm not a fan anymore. And then... 
instantly, boom, he went Based on his performance, I agree with you, but this would be a little bit different because of the very Because you're ruining of, the season. Well, you're ruining the year. Mm-hmm. And you're having you're making the year non-consequential. Because, Zach, you could go into like an eight-month slumber and wake up in the month of April and May, and you would expect the Lakers to be there, and they will. Yeah. I, who the hell's going to beat? Who is going to beat? LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Kawhi Leonard. What organization right now with the Golden State Warriors being banged up? It's not Oklahoma City. It's not Houston. uh, It's not the Portland Trailblazers. It's not the Big Four in Philadelphia, your neck of the woods. It's nothing in Beantown even after they added Kemba Walker. Nobody's going to beat that team. It's too good. I have the team, though. You do? One team. We'll get to that next. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Mark Malusa's Zach Gelb. It's Taz of the Moose. Zach in for Taz here on this July 4th Thursday. Happy Independence Day, everybody. Keep it locked right here. We want your calls. The Kawhi decision we all await. Maybe it comes on today, right? Maybe he decides to make the decision today on July 4th. When Moose is cooking up hot dogs yeah. and hamburgers, the Listen, decision's going to Kevin come. Durant did it, remember? <laughs> yeah. Out there in Long Island. All of a sudden, it comes out that he's going to Golden State. I couldn't believe it. I was making a salad in my kitchen for my wife. Not for myself. For my wife. All of a sudden, I get the text that Kevin Durant's going to Golden State. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what? Are you serious? We'll get more into that. And Zach's got the team that could take down the big three if Leonard went to Los Angeles. We'll get into that next as well. It's Taz and the Moose. Gelb in the house. CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Coast to coast, pillar to post, it's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free lot is brought to you by Geico. Great news, quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico, go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on car insurance. We'll get into the latest as the New York Knicks try and save a little bit of face. And, And Zach's got the team he thinks could take down the big three in Los Angeles. Should Kawhi Leonard decide to uh, partner up with both LeBron James and Anthony Davis? We'll get to that here as well. Your calls at 855-212-4227. John Foster's here. What's going on, John? How you doing, bud? What's up, guys? Good morning. Good morning. Happy Independence Day, brother. Right back at you. Got any big plans today or no? No, I'm going to. Well, I mean, my uh, sister-in-law going there for a barbecue after work. Oh, nice. Come home, sleep, and wake up and do this again tomorrow. Favorite thing on the barbecue is what? I'm a burger man. You're a burger. Even I mean, you know, I steak, like steaks, chicken. I like ribs, but I don't know. And it also depends who's cooking it. That's another thing, too. That's fair. But well, you know the story between me and John, right? No. John's a big <laughs> chef. He's in Philadelphia. He's doing, I'm quite he's the, doing good, the overnight I'm show good, quite with me. The cook. I'm a good cook. He oh, goes, there you go. He goes to me, um, I'm going to the Eagles game later today. I go, oh, I'm, I'm covering it as well. I'll stop by. He, he Actually, he invites me. He goes, stop by in the parking lot. You know, I'll, I'll cook you up some steak. Me and my buddies are all hanging out. Nice. I, it's an 8 o'clock game, 8.20 game. I go to text him at 4 o'clock, nothing. Text him again, 5 o'clock, nothing. 6 o'clock, nothing. 7 o'clock, nothing. I get a text as they're kicking off. Hey, man, I'm so sorry. I uh, just didn't have my phone, was enjoying time with my friends. John Fast, big time. For four hours, what happened? Big time. I, you know, he big time. Look, we got there early. He thought I would embarrass him in front game. of his friends. It's not at all, it's not at all that, but... The truth of the matter is, I'm in. All right, I'm in Philadelphia for yeah. about five hours to tailgate. How do you think my frame of mind was? I no, kind of. I, I, I get it, but your phone I is there. No, no, my phone was right in my pocket. So you're my wife me. gave me some grief too because she texted me a couple times and you didn't respond to your I wife. I just, 
I don't know. I was we got so, wrapped up. So oh. you're telling me if you have a few, let's say, brewskis in your system. You're not capable in sending a text message back? Of course I well, am. Well, but there is something. I forgot. Be- I was wrapped up in the Eagles. Who'd they play? The Cowboys that well, night? Well, I do give John credit for this. Is Well, once once you send out the invite, the potential invite, you then, you have to, then you have to be on alert that, that someone might be texting you at some point in time. But I do give you a lot of credit for being able to like compartmentalize and basically just focus on what you're doing and not worry about Zach Gelb and whether or not he's got food in his gut. Once a year, me and my buddy big gut to feed, by the way. <laughs> you know, guys, friends of mine from college, all the Eagle fans kind of come yeah. together. We all you know, great. gather in Philly once a year. This was like, our game. Yeah, and I, I feel like I'm. It kind of slipped like my this mind. Is Philadelphia CBS Sports Radio. I mean, that's what I feel. I'm like. I'm a New Yorker. To I be understand fair. that. As am but, I. I, you're like a trans. You went to Temple. You done. You do work now in Philadelphia. You've done. You've been around the Eagles. I mean, you guys are like it's like Eagle Nation in here. I'm a Patriot fan too. I know you are. <laughs> I understand you're a Patriot fan. Don't put soul in the wounds. All right. Why? Who, who do you root for again? A Redskins. Oh fan. yeah, that's right. Yeah. The Redskins stink. Seven, seven, seven fans. Will yeah. Be thank you, John. Appreciate year. that. You're right. Thank you, John. <laughs> Well, Take it away with got the themselves a quarterback. Ass. All right, guys. This report sponsored by the National Association of Realtors. Realtors do more than buy and sell homes. They stand up for your right to own one, too. That's what realtors do. Four days left before the All-Star break, and the National League Central is by far the most competitive in all of baseball. The Brewers, Cubs, Cardinals, Pirates, and Reds are all separated by just four and a half games. Reds blanked the first place. Brewers 3-0 last night. Sonny Gray, the story allowing just four hits while striking out 12 over eight dominant innings. Had a good curveball tonight, and uh, and I used it. Uh, and then I executed fastballs and just just made some big pitches when needed to, and we made some great plays. Yasiel Puig stayed hot, too. Two for three with a homer, his 19th, to go along with two RBIs and two runs scored. Cubs failed to pick up any ground, though. They lost to the Pirates 6-5 in his third appearance of the season. Craig Kimbrell suffered his first blown save. Giving up a pair of runs in the ninth, Clint Hurdle's Pirates have won 10 of 13, including the first three games of this four-game set. Just love watching them play, uh, regardless of what happens. They move forward, and then they do it as a group. You know, there was a couple twists and turns in the game tonight. Each time one happened, let's go. And how about Josh Bell? Two for four, including his 26th home run and his 30th double. He now has 59 extra base hits. That's the most ever by a National League player before the All-Star break. Josh Bell. Insane. I forget the the Pirate last year that let him in extra base hits, had 61 for the entire year, and he's got 59 at the All-Star break. Think about that. I mean, it's insanity when you look at the offensive numbers. The the amount of home runs that are being hit, I mean, I know it's a topic that's been hit upon a number of times when you look at, you know, issues with Major League Baseball, but... The way they, whether it be the less drag, whether it be the laces, whether it be the pill being off center, which is something that Manfred mentioned about uh, seven to ten days ago, the MLB commissioner, uh, there's just too many home runs. I mean, everybody's hitting home runs. It's taken away the special quality of it. I'll give you a good stat too, and, yeah. and it's away from the, the the home runs. You know, you don't think of this guy as a home run hitter, yeah. obviously, because he isn't. But I was watching uh, the Mets of the Yankees last night, and I saw a stat uh, that Gary Cohen read, uh, Mets play-by-play announcer SNY. First 500 at-bats yeah, in his I career. Yeah, I that, yeah. Jeff McNeil, there's only two players that have more hits than Jeff McNeil in the first 500 at-bats. Joe DiMaggio and Wade Boggs. Crazy. Crazy. Jeff McNeil. Who, I know. There wasn't insane. a position for him last year. No, I know. Insane. Insane. And the Mets didn't really understand what they had either. If they did, they wouldn't have made the trade for Cano. Sure. I mean, that's it. But McNeil's been, I mean, a deserved all-star in the National League. He's been fantastic. 
Joe D and Wade Boggs, you're in good company. That's a good company, right? I think the number was what 170 hits. I think in the I think first 500 right, yeah. at bats, something like that. And he would have he would have surpassed DiMaggio as well if Urshela oh. did not rob him of a oh, hit. Yeah. And Urshela had three of the most spectacular defensive plays you'll see in one game by a third baseman in in, in one night last night at City Field for the Yankees. He was fantastic. Yeah, he was is unbelievable. And that's a team of the Yankees who. Injury after injury, and you get these blessing in disguises from guys getting hurt and other guys getting some time. Well, and, and that's where defense still plays. You're right. I mean, they've had guys step in. Boone's done a remarkable job. I mean, they've had 20 guys on inju- on the injured list at certain points there, during the course of the first half of the season. With the All-Star break next week, it's remarkable. And and uh, and Gio's just a, one of those examples of guys stepping in and playing really, really well. All right, guys, wrapping up the baseball and staying in the National League Central. One other game to talk about. It was the Cardinals. They scored five times in the top of the ninth. They beat the Mariners 5-2. Well, as we wait for Kawhi Leonard to make his decision, a few more moves yesterday. The Suns reportedly traded Josh Jackson and Anthony Melton to the Grizzlies for Kyle Korver and Javon Carter. The Suns expected to buy Korver out. That'll make him free to sign elsewhere. The Grizzlies... Not expected to buy out Andre Iguodala, rather, after they acquired him from the Warriors. Instead, they're reportedly looking to trade him. And from soccer, the United States women's team will take on the Netherlands in Sunday's final at the World Cup. The Dutch edged Sweden 1-0 in extra time. And the United States men's team knocked off Jamaica 3-1 in the semifinals of the Gold Cup. They'll play Mexico in Sunday's final at Soldier Field. All right, John. Good seeing you, brother. Thanks for the update. We'll chat with you in about an hour. So, Zach, you gave us, you, you, you teased the, the Taz and the Moose audience, giving us a, a team you think could take down the Lakers. I'm curious here because I, I, if Kawhi Leonard, it's a monumental capitalized IF, if Kawhi Leonard uh, decides to, to side with the Lakers and partner up with LeBron and and Anthony Davis in Los Angeles, who's the team that's going to take down the Lakers? Well, there's no doubt about it. We've been waiting for this team to win for a long time. Uh, last time I checked, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Zion Williamson are all playing for the Knicks, right, next year? Oh, stop. Stop, dude. Right? It, it, right? No, that's not happening. Oh, Kyrie and KD went to Brooklyn? No. Well, if you went into a three-month slumber, you probably thought that, but no. I they... tend to do that sometimes. <laughs> Kyrie and Kevin Kyrie and Kevin are in Brooklyn, right? Oh, oh, I, I didn't know that. Yes, they did. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though, it, you're a Knicks fan, correct? I am a Knicks fan, yes. I, I saw some of your tweets yesterday. Yeah, salt in the wounds. What Thanks, Zach. What an embarrassment this franchise is. And, well, and now, I don't disagree with you. And I'm sorry, I can't take it anymore from Knicks fans. All year we heard... Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. And now all of a sudden, 30, he's going to be 32 next time he plays with the Achilles. Kyrie Irving's a bad teammate. Yeah. All fair things to question, but who are the Knicks getting that are better than KD and Kyrie in the next four years? Well, they're they're not. I mean, they now they're in a process where they have to draft and develop guys. But, but I mean, Zach, I mean, for the Knicks, this is a matter of spin. I mean, this is... Might do a bad job trying to spin well, this. Well, I don't, I don't disagree with you, but, I mean, they they do a terrible job. It's it's bad PR, but when they come out after Durant decides to go to Brooklyn when and feeding the story that they were they were not going to give him the max contract, that's BS. nonsense, right? It's or BS. the fact that, you know, they wanted Durant himself and not Kyrie Irving, that's nonsense because Durant and Kyrie Irving want to play together. So if Durant was going to come to the Knicks and he said, I'm going to come... They're going to say, no, we don't want to give you a max deal. That's that's complete utter BS. And he would have probably said, I want Kyrie Irving along with me. We've been talking about it for a year, about playing together. That's why they're in Brooklyn. That's why kind of Irving made the decision for Durant. 
And that's why they flipped the script where they looked at how well Brooklyn was playing. I don't disagree. The Knicks are inept, but they can't hurt me anymore. I no longer feel the same amount of pain for the Knicks that I did 15 or 20 years ago because the scab has been picked off. The wound has been you know healed. It's been healed over like about 30 or 40 different times. They're an inept franchise. I don't disagree. I did buy in this year. Uh, you know, I am a fool. I was the one. I thought Durant was coming. I thought Irving was coming. I thought it was going to bring back the Knicks to relevancy, and I ended up with egg in my face. As did a lot of other Knicks fans. But I'll, I'll put, I'll, I'll take and put the onus on myself. I'll never do it again. I don't think there's ever going to be a free agent that's going to say I want to go to Madison Square Garden. The Knicks. Why should they? They're inept. They're poorly run. They're badly coached. What happened to Fizdale, the great recruiter here, Zach? That's a, that's the one thing that we heard about as well. Every every star player wants to play for Fisdale, right? Mr. LeBron James. Everybody, he's got a great personality. He's got all these relationships. They all run. Nobody wants to come play unless you want to count, uh, you know, uh, Julius Randle is the guy that's <laughs> locking in. And, hey, the owner sat there on a radio show and said, I'm told the stars are coming. And, and then they also put... Kevin Durant on a uh, ticket uh, pitch on the website, too, when he was with the Golden State Warriors. That's why they're morons. So so here's what it all comes down to. Dolan, as you said, tries to spin everything. No doubt. And he is annoyed beyond belief. And people say he doesn't care, all that, blah, blah, blah. The guy does want to win, I think. He just does a terrible job running his franchise. He is so annoyed that little brother, the Nets, the lowly Nets, who, who supposedly no one cares about, beat him out for, for his two stars. Oh, I'm sure. Why wouldn't he be? If you're I don't a, blame him. No, I don't blame him. I mean, if you're a competitive person, you would be, but he has no one to blame but himself, right? No, no. How, how badly run this team is. But the, the the funny or I would say the depressing thing if you're a Nick fan is this, is I don't think James Dolan has any sort of self-awareness whatsoever. I don't think he puts the blame on himself. I don't think that keeps him up at night. I think he loves to put the blame on other people. So he's going to look at it just as he blamed Donnie Walsh and no. his health at the time for not getting LeBron James in 2010. Had nothing just, to do with had it. Had nothing to do LeBron's with it. LeBron's intelligence. Right. Intelli- he didn't want to go there. Was He trusted Pat Riley, right? But he blamed Donnie Walsh because Walsh at that time, I think, had a, you know was going through some medical stuff and had to be wheeled into the meeting and stuff like that, was in a wheelchair. Had nothing to do with it, right? But he wanted to blame Donnie Walsh. He's going to blame everybody else but himself, Zach. But and that's I, the problem inside the entire organization. I, I don't disagree. But People at the think, top got to take well, accountability. Let me ask you this. Do you think... Do you really think that's preventing guys from going to Madison Square Garden? Do you think it's really at the top of their list is, I don't want to play for James Dolan? Here's one thing I thought of is, and say what you want about Carmelo Anthony's time in New York. This is a buddy-buddy league. There's no true rivalries really anymore between players and players. They all hang out. They all want to be friendly. I think a lot of players saw how the Knicks treated Carmelo Anthony in the end, even though Phil Jackson is no longer there. And because LeBron is a good friend, a confidant to Carmelo Anthony, and LeBron controls so many of these younger players, and he befriends them right away, unless if you're like Lonzo Ball, Brandon Igma, uh, uh, you Ingram. know, Ingram and, and, and everyone, and uh, Josh Hart, who they traded away. It's I think it's something that does play a role in this, is LeBron says, look at the Knicks right now. Look what they did to a quote-unquote legend, future Hall of Famer in Carmelo Anthony. They'll do that to you in a second if it doesn't go their way. Yeah, and you know when I lost any kind of hope that uh, that Kevin Durant was going to be a Nick was last week before the start of NBA free agency when Charles Oakley at one of the Capitol oh, Grills Good point. in New York City took a picture with Kevin Durant. 
And we all know Oakley getting yeah. dragged out of Madison Square Garden, get called a drunk and an alcoholic by Dolan on local New York radio. Once you saw that face-to-face and the fact that they had a conversation, I don't care how in-depth that conversation is, Zach, there was no way he was becoming a Nick. I agree with you. There's no doubt about it. That's when all hope was gone. You want to know the latest twist with the Knicks? You want a good laugh on this Thursday morning to ring in your 4th of July? We'll give it to you next. Zach Gell, Mark Malusis, it's Taz and the Moose. Zach in for Taz here on this Thursday morning. Happy July 4th, everybody. CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose, coast to coast, pillar to post, on CBS Sports Radio. All right, three ways you can hit us on social media throughout the show. At Taz and the Moose, at Mark Malusis, at Zach Gelb. Uh, throughout the course, as we, Zach and myself, take you right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. And you want to have a little laugh uh, with your morning cup of coffee if you're up late on the West Coast as well, driving around, whatever it might be. It's July 4th, right? And uh, Mark Berman, who covers the Knicks for the New York Post, at a report last night. It's very, very comical that the Knicks tactically, right, and took themselves out of the Kawhi Leonard chase, right, because reportedly they were supposed to meet with Kawhi or have a meeting with Kawhi set after he met with the Clippers and the Lakers out in Los Angeles, but tactically took themselves out of the running so they would not miss out on the other free agents when free agency got going Sunday night at 6 o'clock Eastern time. When I, mean, I first Zach, read you it, be kidding me. I thought it was an Onion article at first. <laughs> then when I started to give it more thought, yeah. I said, okay, yeah. they knew they didn't have a shot to get Kawhi. So if you want to not do the meeting, I don't love it, but I could understand it. But you have to walk away with something better than Julius Randle. If you do that, you had to go get me Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. No, I, I don't disagree. But, okay, and and you can't force guys to sign a contract with your team. But you also, Zach, can't come out with a story saying you decided as an organization not to pursue Kawhi Leonard. You cannot, you cannot do that with a straight face when you're the New York Knicks. Now, let me ask you this. It, it just adds to the state of dysfunction where people are reading that story and saying, how lost are the Knicks? Let me ask you this. Do you think it was another spin and maybe Kawhi said, I don't want to meet with the Knicks? No, I, no I, you know what I think it was? I was thinking it's the Knicks realizing they have no shot at Kawhi Leonard. Right? I agree. Yeah. Which they had little to no shot at Kawhi Leonard. I think Leonard was kind of kicking the tires, and ex- you know he's going through free agency for the first time in his life. Right? He just turned 28 years of age. What four or five days ago? Um, he's a two-time NBA Finals MVP. So I-, I-, I think the Knicks realized that they were a severe long shot to get Kawhi Leonard. But who doesn't want to go to a meeting and have their rear end kissed, especially if it's a team that plays basketball at Madison Square Garden? And I, I think the Knicks came to that realization, and, and Kawhi was probably doing them a little bit of a favor, having a meeting with them. They had that understanding, read the tea leaves, and said, well, we're not going to further embarrass ourselves by groveling at the feet of Kawhi Leonard when we know he's not going to come. But when you come to that understanding, you cannot then try and spin it just as they did with the Durant stuff where they said we're not, we were uncomfortable offering him a max deal, which is complete and utter nonsense, to say, no, 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 it wasn't him, it was us. We made the decision to say, no, no, 
we understand. We, we just didn't want to miss out on the Bobby Portises of the world, the Wayne Ellingtons, <laughs> the Alfred Paytons of the world. It's an those, article. <laughs> those guys were too important to the building of our franchise and our organization as we quote-unquote do it the right way. Zach, how exactly do you send that messaging out with a straight face? How do you sit there as an organization and think that there are people that are going to buy into that hook, line, and sinker? It's because Ringland Brothers and Barnum Bailey Circus shut down, but the Knicks are always open. <laughs> they are in the circus business. They're not an NBA team. They are in the business of being a circus. But if you're Kawhi's camp, you're reading that column last night, what must you be thinking? I mean, I must be thinking, oh, my, thank God it didn't meet with them. These guys are delusional. I mean, I'm, they must be absolutely delusional. Number one, they have the Durant story. Number two, then they have this one. And the Knicks are so delusional that they actually believe that Knicks fans are waking up this morning on the 4th of July, right? And they're going to believe and it. And reading that column and saying, you know what? You're right. We were too good for Kawhi Leonard. That's a good job by the Knicks. You know what? You're right. Tactically, we're smarter than everybody else. No, no, the Knicks, unfortunately, the Knicks don't realize they're the biggest moron in the room. And I know we got into a break in just a second, but here's the thing. The Dolans believe, and the entire Knicks organization believe, yeah. because people still show up to the building, that people, you could spew them whatever they want. You want to make an impact? You want this franchise to actually change directions or have some hope? Stop going to the games. Stop filling up Madison Square Garden. Yeah, but Zach, do you think that's really going to happen? It's you know a, what? It's that, a last resort. It no, won't, but it's I, a last resort because no, all these tourists will still go. No, well, that's the, that's the other issue you have, and it, it's a place of interest because it's sold as the mecca, right? Unless if you're it, a player. It, well, it, unless you're a player, but I'm talking about the fans. The fans still packed the bill. They could. They were still showing up, and the Knicks won 17 games last year. Just don't tell the owner, sell the team. Well, then you go to that, right? And there, I, he's not going anywhere. But that also does build a little bit of a thing where where's the pressure where the Knicks have to win because people show up regardless. They won 25 games. It doesn't matter. People are going to show up and still spend lots of money to watch the Knicks play. Malusis and Gelb on this 4th of July, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.